I just want to give you one parting gift. Are you ready for a gift? Are you ready for a gift? This is a gift I want to give you. One of the blessings I've had is uh, to be able to go to the wilderness to see the wild animals and to watch them do their thing, to watch them run around and mate and do all those things. But there's one animal that has always intrigued me. It is called the cheetah. Science says it is one of the fastest animals. It can go at a speed of around 160 kilometers per hour. The other animals can run, but the cheetah can sprint. Sprinting is different from running because in running, you are using your mechanical faculties. But in sprinting, now you are using what we call the forces of the air. There is running in prayer. There is sprinting in prayer. And before we go home tonight, I want to challenge you to come to the place of sprinting in prayer. What do we mean by sprinting in prayer? Let me explain how the cheetah runs. Initially, it begins by stretching its muscles back and forth, back and forth, and covering ground. After a while, the muscles in his stomach begins to contract involuntarily. And as they are contracting back and forth, they go at a very fast rhythm till the cheetah just finds it is going forward without using any effort. And as a result, the cheetah can run for a long distance and cover so much speed without using a lot of effort. Prayer should not be punitive. It should not be such a hard work when you understand the difference between running in prayer and sprinting in prayer. Running in prayer is when you are praying and there are forces fighting you and you are responding to them. Maybe the, 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 the saliva goes to the wrong windpipe or the, or the sweat comes to your eyes or the neighbor begins to you know, pass and you open your eyes to check who is this passing you, or the rain begin to pound, or the phone begin to ring. Those are mechanical stages of prayer where the forces of the environment can still make sense to you. But after a while, because the Holy Spirit, or what you call the spirit of supplication, when the spirit of supplication comes upon you, you are no longer aware how time goes. You are no longer aware whether you have eaten or not eaten, whether you have drunk or not drunk. And why must we come to the place of sprinting in prayer? Because of what the Lord told me to tell you as I was praying. I, show, I, I, I was shown so many mountains, but many, if they don't sprint, they will have to climb. But if you sprint, you will just leap over them and keep going. And I saw huge mountains waiting for some people. And the Lord told me, tell them they can escape these mountains. Not by concentrating on them, but by developing a sprinting spirit. A spirit that begins to pray and time does not matter after that. A spirit that begins to pray and the voice does not matter. English does not matter. Thirst does not matter. Anger does not matter. Rain or sunshine does not matter. You reach that point. And that is the time you begin to achieve what you call accelerated breakthroughs in your life. 
And that is the time also to recover lost grounds for those of us who have, uh, who have lost lost grounds. That is the time to shift things. We are sharing with some friends of mine. We usually pray together. And I was telling them, there is a level of the supernatural called glory. In glory, time does not exist. There's a book, some of you, if you have money, you can go grab it. It is called Glory Invasion. Glory Invasion is by David Azog. Azog says one of the testimonies, he was driving from France to Britain, which takes over 23 hours to cover. And as he's driving, the meeting was to start in less than four hours. And he's still driving on the road. Suddenly, he got lost in glory. And when he got lost in glory, this is what happens. He, the vehicle plus him, they suddenly shrunk. And he was in that meeting in three hours. When the pastor was amazed, oh, I thought you were in France. How did you drive so fast? He said, I didn't come by mechanical means. I came by glory means. And after our preaching, they gave him an offering. And they took it to the office. They placed the offering on the table. And he said, wait, I'm coming for the offering. When he arrived, diamond and gold was on top of that offering. The man of God simply scooped it, put it in his pocket, and he walked away. Let me tell you a real story. When I began reading that book, and I say this with all humility, when I began reading that book, the Holy Spirit led me to pray in tongues for a few minutes, then a few hours. And as I prayed, suddenly the wall of my sitting room collapsed. And I saw the other side of my sitting room, the other side, through the wall. And the Spirit told me, this is the time. If you begin walking, you will walk through the wall. Because now, you are tapping what we call glory. Many of you just know faith. And faith is good. But faith is the bottom. It is the bottom of the bottom. There is the place of glory. You reach there and this thing called time does not exist. This thing called thirst does not exist. This thing called, I don't know, what do we call it? Anger will not exist. This thing called day or night will not exist. That is the secret behind Moses fasting and praying for 40 days and 40 nights. And when he came back, he was not even angry. of you think, oh, because you are an apostle, that is why those things are possible. The veil has been rent for all of us. Those who will choose not to pray by mechanical means, but to pray by glory means, I can assure you, one of these days you start on a Monday and when you check the next calendar, it is Wednesday after two weeks and you don't know what happened. Dear people, the time has come to expect the unexpectable. The time has come to achieve the impossible. The time has come to run at a speed no one can explain it to you. The time has come to gather ground and recover what has been lost, not by sweating, but by glory. But I repeat, there is the mechanical running, then there is the sprinting. Where your feet no longer touches ground. Several times I've been in prayer and suddenly I see myself on a white horse. And the Lord tells me this is the spirit of supplication. And suddenly I could see streams of water and the, the horse could just jump over them as if it is spitting. The horse could just jump over them. Then we could see huge mountains with very sharp, with very sharp edges. The horse, the horse could just jump over them. And I was like, Lord, what is going on? The Lord was like, these are generational limitations. You are skipping just like that. 
It is not time to describe what is wrong with your family. It is time to take on the wings of glory. And to begin jumping and sprinting over these things. I say this with tears in my eyes. There is hope for those who shall enter the glory. There is hope for those who shall enter the glory. There is a, there is a writing of history for those who shall enter the place of glory. I like what Prophet Gabriel said on Friday. It made me collapse on my, on, on, my, on my belly and I cried to the Lord. I said, Lord, do it again in my life. Prophet Gabriel said, Solomon entered into one portal. And when he was done with that one portal, the whole earth came to look for him. Did you hear that statement? What was this portal? It was the portal of wisdom. And I tell you the truth, my dear people. There are portals in the spiritual realm. It can be a portal of revelation. It can be a portal of wisdom. It can be a portal of power. You touch it and when you come back, the whole earth is waiting for your service. The whole earth is waiting for your manifestation. Some people will minister out of research. Others will minister out of a portal. Some people will make money out of, out of strategy. Others will make it out of a portal. They enter a certain realm and when they come back, wealth is begging them. But how do you activate these portals? The same Solomon before he went to sleep that night, he had sacrificed over 100,000 sheep. The man had made a river of blood from, from Jerusalem. What does it mean to sacrifice a hundred thousand sheep? It means to enter into that place of sacrificing for the Lord. Till after that, you only drop dead and he makes you alive again. I love how we have been begun to pray. But I don't want us to set our hearts on lower levels. Hallelujah. Let us set our hearts on the impossible levels. Let us pray till one of these days the building is shaking and we are not aware it is shaking. The good thing with me, God has blessed me with funny, crazy friends. Friends who make me feel like I'm not born again. Friends who make me feel like I, 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 I am just saying the Lord's prayer. I am not really praying. I've been privileged to walk around men who have been lost in glory. And when they came back, I felt like I should run away from them. One of them stood next to me during my wedding. And people of God, they are higher levels. We cannot give up. Who knows, by the time you are sent to that glory, you come back and those things that have been eating your family and limiting your people, suddenly they begin to disappear. So for all of those of you listening to me right now, we may not have time to pray tonight. But when you go home, begin to pray. Then keep praying. Then keep praying. Then after you have prayed, now tell God, I want to pray. Till now when you begin to pray, it is not English, it is not, it is not your saliva, it is not your physical mechanism keeping you praying. But there is, it's like you are in a machine and you are going by a machine. You will not go like that for two hours or three or four before you begin to have clear ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. That is how you begin to see visions. That is how you begin to now arrest strongholds and put them under your feet. That is how you begin to have conviction about tomorrow. Because in prayer, you can travel to the future, then come back to the present.
You can never be a powerful prophet without being a powerful prayer warrior. How do you invade tomorrow? You invade tomorrow through prayer. Lastly, before I sit down. Many times, men of God like us will tell you, I see this, I see this, I see this. And sometimes what they see does not come to pass. Not because they were seeing a lie, but because they had not conquered what they saw. Oh, I see you traveling next week only for the ticket to be, uh, to be canceled that next week when you are about to travel. What happened? What happened? The man prophesied in the now. He did not prophesy from tomorrow. The more you are in prayer, the more glory will reduce the time. And you begin to cooperate with tomorrow and then you bring it to today. And suddenly, you begin to have instant manifestations of the glory of God. It is not enough to see things. It is enough to go and bring them to maturity. To go and bring them to manifestation. How do you do that? As much as you are a seer, be a warrior of prayer. Don't just be seeing things. Conquer things. Don't just be describing things. Take authority over things. Oh, I saw in my dream. What did you see? Uh, I saw some animals. What, what were they doing? They were trying to fight me. Then what did you do? I took a beating. I took an injury. That is not how a warrior talks. Those are signs to tell your spirit you need to be limping over some mountains. You need to be limping over ch some challenges. Most of you are young people. You have really big needs. Some of them are very urgent. You have time. You have the window to go to tomorrow. Bring those things to now. What did Elijah do? He said, well, the rain is not come. Wait, give me a minute. Then he folded himself and he began to travel and he began to travel. Then he said, go check it. The man said, not yet. The guy kept going, kept going. What was he doing? He was creating what was to happen in the future, in the now. What are we going to do? We are going to pray so that you can pray. And after praying, we are going to pray that you can pray. Till people begin to fear you. Nobody carries authority like a prayer warrior. Like I was explaining in the morning, there are some people, they lift their hands like this. When they drop it down, history has collapsed. But most of them are men of prayer. So go and pray that you may pray. And after you have prayed, pray that you may pray. I, I, I look forward to young people telling me, man of God, eh, eh, I began on Sunday. I didn't know it is already the next weekend because these things can happen. You are like a cheater now. You are just going and going. Then you collapse. Then you start again. Then you keep going. Then you collapse. Then you start again. And before you know it, angelic realities begin to happen for you. Before you know it, the Holy Ghost begins to be so visible to you. I like what Benin used to be told by the Holy Ghost. Please don't go, please. One more hour, one more hour. And it was like these people are obsessed with one another. By the time he stands on pulpit, he lifts his hands like this. The cripples are walking without somebody laying hands on them. There are mountains in front of you, my sister. There are mountains in front of you, my brother. Don't touch them. Fold yourself. Sprint. Get over them. Will you do that? So my prayer tonight is one. May the Lord release the spirit of supplication.
and he's going to release it. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. How many want to pray that they can pray so that they can pray? Oh, I have good clients. And the Lord is going to do it. There's a young man who took his blazer when I was in Form 3. He threw it on me. And he asked the Lord, Lord, visit this brother. So I thought the visitation will be me getting A's. I thought the visitation would be me getting my school fees. Instead, the spirit that he carried, the spirit of a prayer warrior came on me. And I began to pray. And I began to pray. And everything this young boy had seen in his life, I also began to see. Everything he was testing and walking in, I began to walk in. One thing with this young man, he could appear in the staff room. And our staff room was big. It could carry about 100 teachers. And anytime he entered the staff room, all the teachers could go quiet and begin to point. You want me? You want to see me? Anything wrong with me? Anything wrong? He had arrested them. The same young man could go to the corridor and all the boys, we were 1,200 students, all the boys during break time, they could disappear to their classrooms and sit down. Kevo is seeing us. Kevo is seeing us. And anytime he said, teacher, I need to see you, the teacher could come running. True story. But that young boy could pray. One time I tried to compete with him. You know, we are teenagers. I tried to compete with him. So I met him in the swimming pool where he was praying on a Saturday at around 12. And the man knelt down. By four, he's still going. And the tunes were changing. By six, I said, hey, I give up. So I went, I went home. So I asked the boys who were monitoring him. When did Kevo come back to the dormitories to sleep? They told me, ah, that one usually comes at 11. Even that day he came at 11.30. 12 to 11, 30. And this is a teenager. So by the time this man rises up and he's walking to the staff room, all the teachers begin to shake. By the time he's standing on the corridor, all the students begin to split. Was he a minister of the gospel? No, he was a student. Right now he's working in a medical facility. He's a medical practitioner. Young people, Will we go beyond Kevo? Not will we be like Kevo. Will we go beyond Kevo? Some of you, the way to stop that madarao, go and meet God in glory. Go and meet God in glory. And watch if those people will still twist their waist the way they are twisting. Watch if it will happen. <laughs> The Bible says, and Saul knew that God had left him and he was with, his, with who? With David. And he feared David. There is a fear that comes when you touch glory. There is, a, there is a reverence that comes when you touch glory. You can still have the same debts you are having. It can be 30,000, it can be 100,000, it can be 300. But when your creditors meet you, they beg you to forgive them. Yet they have done you nothing. It is you who has done them something. Prayer has a way of collapsing the economy. It has a way of making those who are down to be up and those who are up to be down. <laughs> There's a man who used to go to Mount Kenya to pray, even for 40 days. And he kept going there for several years. When the rich people heard of it, they began coming to him to beg him. 
Oh, I have built for you a house. Take it, please. Oh, I have bought for you a car. Take it. And the man kept turning them away and turning them away. His job was now to turn away well-wishers. My friends, prayer gives authority you have no idea about. Prayer melts wealth and the wealthy. It melts them and makes them to be weak. Nebuchadnezzar now comes and says, no one to be worshipped by the God of Daniel. What has Daniel done? Has Daniel given him a speech? No. Has Daniel invented a new power source or a new thing in the kingdom? No. Daniel had touched glory through prayer. Let them come crying, but not us who pray. Let them come confused, but not us who pray. Let them come, you know, let them come overwhelmed by issues, but not us who pray. Spirit of supplication, we are going to call him, is going to come. And I need to hear your adventures. <laughs> After you have encountered the manifestation of the spirit of supplication, I, I look forward to hearing of your adventures. Hey, my landlord saw me. He forgot. We have not seen each other for three months. He split. Oh, the traffic cop was about to come near me. Suddenly he began to say, Mkubwa, Mkubwa, Pole, 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 Pole. And I was the one on the wrong. You're joking with the prayer. Be on your feet so that you joke no more. <laughs> You're joking with prayer. I have seen prayer. My God, I've seen the Lord in power. I've seen him. I keep seeing him. Mm, thank you, Holy Spirit. Some of you, there is a blessing the Lord is going to do to you. And it is going to be wonderful. Do you know what he's going to do? He's going to give you a sweet tongue. That the more you pray, the more your tongue becomes sweet. And you, and you want to keep going. I wish I had time to prove to you in the Bible. But it's going to happen. A sweet tongue and a burning belly. The more you pray, your belly is burning and you can't stop. When you stop, ah, you feel bad. So you have to keep going. Those are the ways the spirit of, mani of supplication manifests himself. Lord Jesus, before we go home tonight, we ask for the spirit of supplication and intercession and edification to come upon us. Holy Ghost, we ask you, when we step out to pray, not to think about prayer, not to talk about prayer, but just to pray.